0: Great stories, epic songs.
1: Podplays. If you enjoy the new and original music you discover in Podplays, be sure to stream or download these songs anywhere you currently get your music. Simply search the artist name Podplays, and please remember to like, follow, and share with all your friends. Hey, I just wanted to take a quick second and tell
0: you that if you want to be a fly on the wall in conversations you probably wouldn't be able to listen to otherwise, you really need to subscribe to The Marty Ray Project chats podcast marty ray and chris wallen chat with some of the most interesting people in entertainment from burt kreischer and vanilla to phase on love ddp dina carter herb dean they chat with some really interesting people this show is like potato chips i guarantee you, you can't just listen to one subscribe download rate and review the marty ray project chats wherever podcasts are heard welcome to the pod play kiss and break up written by Corey batten
2: In dust and dry prickly tumbleweeds. Soon to be Virginia City, Nevada. The town is still only a couple months old. The brand new bones of some of the buildings yet to be built reach up from the desert floor. One wide dusty road tattooed with horseshoe prints and carriage wheel tracks, runs down the middle of the fledgling gold rush thing. The three B's are up and running. The bank, the brothel, and the bar. The church, the next building to be finished, still needs a roof. Inside a saloon, none of the town residents is moving a muscle. The bartender, wearing a sweat-soaked white T-shirt sticking to his hairy belly, has his hand on a Colt 45 under the bar, ready and waiting for everybody's next move. The scrawny bank tailor sits scoping out a side door with one eye, and several of the brothel's beautiful employees stand upright in an unfamiliar position. The tension is thick. And all eyes are on the strange cowboy at the bar. The town's sheriff stands in front of the swinging doors he's just
3: busted through. Boy, you got my two guns pointed at the center of your back. And the one Harry Joe has his right hand on under the bar pointed at your belly. Now I'm betting one of them pretty ladies over there has a mini pearl handle in a garter, loaded and quick to reach. So if I were you, I'd finish that sip of whiskey slow, and put the glass down, and your hands up.
2: The strange cowboy at the bar just takes a big swig from his glass and squishes it around, while scanning back and forth with his eyes. The wood saloon creaks in the wind.
3: Even the tumbleweed hurries by outside. I don't like repeating myself. I said whiskey down and hands up. There's two people in this town that can introduce you to God. The preacher and me. Now the preacher ain't up from Arizona yet cause his church ain't done. But I'd be glad to make the introduction. So like I said,
2: hands up. The cowboy finishes the last of his whiskey and twirls the glass in his hand. He squints at the barkeep and sees the beads of sweat glistening on his forehead and the fear in his eyes. He slams down the empty glass on the bar and points at it.
3: Don't you feel that up, Harry Joe!
2: The cowboy slides the empty glass even closer to Harry Joe, who slowly brings one of his hands out from under the bar and makes a thud on the wood.
3: Dang it, Harry Joe, I told you not to. We ain't got time for the Stephen out of Tanner to tie one on. I need those bags of money back in the bank and these handcuffs around his wrists.
2: The cowboy just stares at Harry Joe as he stares back.
3: Now for the last time, you bank robbing coward. Hands up.
2: The dry wind whistles outside. In the tied up horse's knee.
4: I don't like when my day drinking is interrupted, Sheriff. And you just did just that.
2: Everyone in the saloon is shocked that the cowboy sounds like a woman.
3: Wait, what? You're a female? Well, I thought the Midnight Magician was Nope.
2: That's right, Sheriff. Your town just got robbed the girl she takes off her cowboy hat and lets her long brown hair fall all the way down and the pretty one to play. you keep your trap shut harry joe this don't involve you oh i think it does sheriff at the same time the cowgirl and the barkeep start into a slow grin and in an instant everybody in the bar knows something is up the cowgirl grabs the gun that Harry Joe had put down and turns, quickly firing at the sheriff multiple times before he can get off a single shot. Harry Joe dives behind the bar and all the ladies fall down covering their ears. The banker joins the ladies as all hell breaks loose. The cowgirl is shooting and tossing the pistol from hand to hand, letting bullets fly at different angles and moving towards the side door. Bullets bounce and deflect everywhere. The sheriff is grazed on the leg and hitting the arm. He stumbles out the back, landing on the dust in the street. The cowgirl, she's already out the side door and up on one of the waiting horses.
4: Moonview Rock! Sunset!
2: As she rides off, her hair rises up in the wind like a horse's tail, firing behind her at the stumbling sheriff as she goes. The midnight magician fades into a galloping dust cloud. is these stars, I guess, on any path that ain't the road. Below this high tree line where these first steps are mine, ain't got no choice now, got to go, somewhere gone, somewhere my back, won't stop to read no map, just tell them they can send my mail somewhere gone yeah. cause I'm just a man Somewhere cool. Somewhere cool. The sheriff's hurt, but not badly. He comes back into the saloon through the side door while reloading his pistol. Harry Joe? You come out from behind that bar and get what's waiting on you. Harry Joe crawls on all fours, gasping and huffing around the corner towards the back of the saloon, making his way to the delivery entrance. He grabs a bottle of whiskey off the shelf and struggles back up on the back of his horse.
3: Don't make me come get you, Joe. Aiding and abetting a fugitive is gonna get you 20 to life. I would've never thought you was up to this. But I guess a pretty lady can make even the weakest of men weaker.
2: The sheriff turns gun first around the side of the bar, only to find Harry Joe already gone. As he looks closer, he sees a trail of blood drops leading around the corner towards the back. He yells out to the escaping Harry Joe. (laughs) Looky there! Looks like one bit you, didn't it, Joe? Well, you ain't gonna get far leaking like that. The sheriff follows the trail out to the back and fires a couple shots at another dust cloud fading out of sight. Women and whiskey, Harry Joe. They'll both hurt you in the morning. You'll see. Harry Joe reaches down and feels the blood patch on his t-shirt and grimaces as the horse gallops along. With his other hand, he reaches for the canteen and takes a long swig of water. Back at the saloon, Sheriff Walker barks out his frustration. Play something, Billy Joel. Maintaining synaptic connection. The sheriff turns to the bank teller.
3: So, were you in on this, two elbows? Uh, 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 no, sir. I opened the bank up this morning and found the money gone. And then I came straight to you. I swear.
2: Well, what the heck you doing here in the bar, then?
3: Uh, Well, can't a man calm his nerves with a glass when he's probably gonna lose his job?
2: Well, I guess. But tell me anything else you know. This can't go down in my town.
3: Uh, Like I told you before, Sheriff, I never even saw the robber. Uh, It had to have happened in the middle of the night. I mean, check my books. It's all right there. When I closed up, the 50,000 was in the safe. And this morning, he was gone. And you never told nobody the combo? Uh, No, sir. The only person I even talked to in this town is Harry Joe. And I never told him nothing. Heck, I hadn't even talked to him since my birthday when he was kind enough to give me a bottle of free dark water during a poker night. Your birthday, huh? Uh, Yes, sir. I just can't believe he was part of all this. He never let on a thing. We just played cards and tied one on last weekend. That was it.
2: And that was on your
3: birthday? Uh, No, sir. My birthday's next month. But he gave me the whiskey ahead of time. It was funny. He bet me $10. He could guess my birthday. He was already buzzed up after a shift, so I knew he couldn't. Oh, Lord. Here we go. Well, he must have tried 20 times, but he wasn't ever going to get it. So I went ahead and told him. I mean, it's June 17th, 1865, the same as the safe combo, 17,
2: 18, uh, oh no. Elbow Eddie pauses, realizing what the sheriff has known for a while.
3: Oh, I'm sorry, Sheriff. I just didn't put two and three together, you know.
2: You mean two and
3: two together? Yeah, that neither. Boy, Harry Joe sure pulled
2: a fast one. I'm starting to think the Midnight Magician ain't just a nickname for when she robs banks. It might be how she steals hearts, too. Anybody else in here know anything? The piano player raises his hand. Yes, I heard her yell, "Moonview Rock, as she rode away. Maybe that's where they're meeting. Well, heck, ought to make you a deputy. Way to put two and three together. What gave it away? The fact that she yelled it? Your accomplice as she rode away? I swear, this is a town full of geniuses. Later, at Moonview Rock at sunset, the cowgirl silhouette stands cutting into the orange and gold. She cinches up the money bags, even tighter to the horse's saddle, and then takes a seat looking off into the distance. Coming up the twisted trail through the mountain pass, Harry Joe sits slumped over on his horse, looking worse for wear. He manages a smile when he sees her.
4: Sheriff getcha? Oh, not sure who did, but they got my gun. Well, we did it. You bring the whiskey? Yeah, got it right
0: here. It's in the left satchel.
2: The cowgirl reaches in and grabs the bottle and twists off the top. She takes a long swallow.
0: Mmm.
4: You know, some wine would have been nice too, like a California Pinot from Costco, even.
0: Uh, oh, what's a Costco name?
4: Seriously, sit here with me. Let's just take you in the sunset.
2: Harry Joe somehow gets off his horse and takes a seat by her side on a large flat rock overlooking the town, way off in the distance, and the moon just starting to illuminate. Uh, so are you ever gonna tell me your name? Uh,
4: Why ruin the mystery? You know, I've never felt this way before. You're amazing.
2: Off in the distance, galloping up the trail, the sheriff gets closer to him. He spots them both and unholsters his pistols and starts yelling at his horse to pick up the pace.
4: Here comes the sheriff. He must have tailed (laughs) you. Or he heard you yell out our meeting place.
2: You know, it might have been that.
4: Yeah, right, Harry Joe.
2: The cowgirl makes air quotes with her fingers.
4: (laughs) What do you mean by that? Why would you pick the dirtiest, fattest character? I mean, seriously. It's no wonder you took a bullet at your weight and fitness level.
0: Well, I just went with the underdog who could save the day in the end. I thought you'd like that.
4: Yeah, that's what you always do set yourself up for failure, and then try and look like the good guy. Oh, it's exhausting.
2: Warning: you are approaching endgame choice. Please maintain synaptic reality. Well, if you weren't so busy demasculating me, maybe I wouldn't
4: have to try and prove myself so much. Uh-huh. You mean like picking Mickey Rourke the later years as your character? The
2: sheriff rides up, bringing a cloud of dust and his two pistols aimed at Harry Joe and the cowgirl. Well, well. You two thought you could pull a fast one, huh? Well, maybe if Missy here hadn't spilled the beans about Moonview Rock, you could have got away with it. But this sheriff never loses his man or woman, or woman he thought was a man, or whatever. Anyway, any last words? I guess you two were a couple criminals blinded by love. It puts a tear in my eye. You know what? Instead of last words, I'll let you two have one last kiss. Simply mutually choose the kiss-and-makeup option from the mental menu to end Immersed Therapy. Come on. Just kiss me, honey. I tried. What good is
4: all this, anyway? Yeah, you tried. Too hard to make it a joke again, and you missed the point.
2: Please choose kiss and makeup option now. Kiss and makeup option now.
4: I can't, Mark. I just can't.
2: The cowgirl has tears welling up in her eyes as the sun dips lower into the horizon.
1: Okay, guys, keep breathing and just listen to the sound of my voice. I'm going to slowly lift the helmets and turn off all the skin sensors. You'll feel a bit woozy and lightheaded as we begin the final transition into the office and out of the Wild West scenario. Again, just breathe.
2: And let your long brown hair fall all the way down. And the pretty little up. Words of affirmation, identify.
4: Move you rock!
2: Considerate communication identified. Sheriff Walker barks out his frustration. Play something, Billy Joel! Billy. Humor used to avoid a vulnerability identified.
4: Sheriff, get oh,
0: I'm not sure who did, it, but they got my the good. good, good. Active
2: care. i Women and whiskey, Harry Joe. They'll both hurt you in the morning. You see? And Joe reaches down and feels the blood patch on his t shirt. Active bravery. i Mmm.
4: You know some wives that be a nice too. Mm. Like a California Cal- killer. From Costco,
2: Romantic gesture, me. Identify.
1: Those highlights were your subconscious selves. Every part of that story had something to do with the both of you and how you chose to interact inside the system. Now, Annie, Mark, ISRT, Immersive Synaptic Relationship Therapy is not for the faint of heart and you should both be commended for believing in the foundation of your love enough to go to this extreme in order to unravel the mystery that is men and women and marriage. Let me just start with a simple question. How do you both feel?
5: Hmm, I'm dizzy, a little disoriented, and, well, frankly, I'm confused.
1: Okay, thank you for being open and honest with your feelings. And, Mark, how about you? I feel fine, but it's good to have
2: my body back, that's for sure.
1: Excellent. Excellent. Thank you both. So, Mark, let's start there. That seems to be a good launching point. One of Annie's complaints was the character you chose to be. Harry Joe. Why him? I was just having
2: fun with it. Heck, I showed up in the end. I thought, why not give her a little more to hold on to? <laughs> you know what I mean?
5: Ah, oh, See what I mean?
1: Yes, Mark, I understand. But can you hear what Annie is feeling? Well, I guess she didn't like that I...
2: I don't know why everything has to be so serious. It seems to me the sheriff was too obvious. The
1: sheriff in one of those towns is always the hero. Why not change it up? But can you see what she really wanted out of this?
2: I guess for me to be the hero,
1: I don't know. Can you say that to her? Uh, I guess you wanted me to be the hero, honey.
2: Yes, Mark, I
5: did. Not some silly chubby bartender who would get you a laugh. I mean, this was supposed to be about us, about finding what's missing.
2: Well, for me, laughter is what's missing.
5: And we are back to you.
1: This is a waste of time, Doc. No, this is good. Keep diving into the processing on this. The processing? You should work for Affleck, Doc. You sound like a quack.
5: When I say what's missing, I mean the way you used to look at me when we met. We couldn't keep our eyes or our hands off of each other. Remember that college library? Skipping class and kissing?
2: Oh, that was college. Everybody has to grow up and become an adult and do adult things.
5: But why is that all we are now? I mean, come on, Mark. You wrote up a contract in the bathtub last night while I tried on a new dress and basically paraded around back and forth in front of you. Your eyes, they never even left the page.
1: You take baths,
2: Mark? Sip it, Dave. That was my seventh closing this month. Who do you think bought that dress?
5: Me, I did, Mark. I'm a lawyer and I made more money than you did last year.
2: Oh yeah, well, I'm busy lately, what can I say? Too busy to notice your wife in a brand new dress? Okay, this feels like I'm being ganged up on.
5: You're not, I just wanna be noticed, that's all. And I wanna be noticed by you. I do want you to be my hero, ride in and sweep me off my feet every day, I mean, What's wrong with that? I want the fairy tale.
2: Well, load us up on that simulation, Dave. Just
1: type in "Knight on a white horse or something. I'm sure you've got it. Well, yes, actually we do, but I don't think that is what Annie is saying.
5: No, it's not. You are still missing the point.
2: Well, what is the point? You get married, work a bunch, build a house together, and then lose your wife because you don't notice a dress one time. I mean, that seems kind of ridiculous to me.
5: One time? It's all the time, Mark. I feel invisible.
1: Well, let's talk about that, Annie. Why do you think you are invisible, as you say?
5: I don't know. I didn't used to. When Mark used to look at me across the room, there was, well, there was no one but us in the room. And now, when we're all alone at home, it seems like we want to be anywhere but in the room with each other.
1: You know I see this with a lot of couples I counsel who get married young. Everyday life and all that comes with it become the focus and people forget about each other. They forget to keep the excitement alive. And how do you do that, Dave? Well... Let's end here for today, but I want you to do some homework for me before our next session. Each of you write down three things you could do as a couple together that sound exciting. Try and think of some things a little out of the box you'd like to try. I
4: know you take a cup of coffee with two shots of cream. I know you ain't much for talking when we're watching TV, but I wish you talked to me. Boy, I wish you talked to me. I
2: put back that bunch of days. I just started thinking maybe you wouldn't want them anymore We both passed that wedding picture Hanging on the wall Who'd have thought we'd be like strangers Just passing in the hall Just passing in the hall
0: We return to the pod play, Kiss and Break Up, in 60 seconds. We now return to the pod
2: play, Kiss and Break Up. I'll tell you, man, I was thinking, yeah, there's a few out of the box things I'd like to try, like, you know, not being nagged all the time. Did you tell him that? <laughs> no way. He wasn't on my team in there, that's for sure.
6: Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. When Bella and I went, she cried in the first five minutes, and I was toast.
2: I just don't get it. What's wrong with the way things are? I like comfort and stability. It's a lot better than the single life. Dude, dude, Hottie, your way, 3.45. Dude, that makes no sense. I told you just the hours on the clock. 3.45
6: is weird. Well, I mean, it's not quite 4 o'clock, but it's definitely farther back than 3.
2: Nobody is that detailed. Just say 3 o'clock. I'm sure I'll find her when I turn my head that way.
6: But exactly 3 o'clock is a guy. Right now, look. I mean...
2: No, I'm not gonna look.
6: It's already ruined, dude. Never mind. Oh, there she goes. Hottie. 415, 420, 5, 6, and she's leaving.
2: Dude, you're ridiculous. My point is, I like boring. I mean, I love Annie now more than I ever have. Isn't that enough?
6: Uh, I don't think with women it's ever enough. I just bought Bella an espresso machine. So, did you already make your list of exciting things you can do together?
2: Yeah, I put it on my phone.
1: Here, check it out.
6: Oh, let's see what you got, what you got. Roller, rollerblading. Sushi? Man, you might want to rethink
2: these. What do you mean? Those are all great, they're all exciting.
6: Yeah, maybe for a boy's summer camp. These suck, dude. The therapist is going to eat you alive if you bring this. Ah, you're probably right. It's just so tough. What, like, what about, like, a romantic trip you could take her on? Like Italy, whoa, 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 brunette, seven fifteen. Dude, I'm not even going to look. I don't even know where that is. I'm just saying, man. When Bella had that affair, I took her to Iceland. She really loves Bjork. It helped a lot. I keep telling you, man, she's bad news. She cheats on you and you take her on a trip? I mean, I had to
2: acknowledge my role, bro. Yeah, and what was your role before that, you know, like when she had the affair?
6: Uh, not being a semi-pro hockey player with a sexy five o'clock shadow.
2: (laughs) Yeah, like I said, man, she's bad news.
6: Well, listen. Are you gonna get another two for Tuesday? Cause that would be like four for each of us and Bella really doesn't like it when I come home buzzed. Nah, I think I'm good.
2: I better get home too.
6: Andy wants me to clean up the attic.
2: How about that for exciting?
6: Ugh, Bella just had shelves put up in our garage. Some guy she met at the gym. Come on, man. Seriously?
2: How can you not see these things? Dude, Italy.
6: That's all I'm saying. Are we still doing couples bowling on Friday night?
2: About 6. Hey, how about 6.13? (laughs) Yeah, man. See you then.
5: What? What is wrong with him? Why does he let himself be treated like that?
2: I don't know, but... Let's enjoy bowling night and let them sort out their own marriage.
5: Well, it's tough to be around her and just act like I don't know anything. I just want him to man up and leave her. I mean, how many times is he going to look at himself when she looks elsewhere? It's crazy.
2: Yeah, me too. But I guess he hadn't figured that out yet.
5: Have you been working on your list?
2: Yep, all done. You?
5: Well, I can't wait to hear this one. Max, Mm, where's Bella?
6: Oh, she couldn't make it. There was like a problem with the garage shelves. I guess Mitch had to come level them out again or something like that.
5: Yeah, I'm sure it's on the level. Uh Huh? Oh, nothing. Well, it's good to see you, Max.
6: Yeah, you too, Annie. I I hear the therapy is going well. I know it's tough to be
2: vulnerable like that. Dang it, it's gonna be tough to get that spare. I wish Bella was here. She's good at spares. What? Ah, nothing. Come on, Annie. Knock him down. Nice,
6: babe. Oh, way to go, Annie!
5: Now that's how you do it, boys.
6: So, this virtual therapy. You feel like it makes it easier to work through stuff?
5: It's definitely interesting. I guess they can tap into your subconscious or something. It's definitely a lot more extensive than I thought.
6: Yeah. That stuff about making a list of exciting things to spruce things up, sounds like it'd be fun. Did the simulator bring that out in you guys or what?
2: Well, I didn't think we weren't supposed to tell anybody anything. It's just what happens, honey, when guys are having a couple beers.
5: Well, I wonder what else you told him. That I tried to get your attention with a new dress, I bet. This is so embarrassing.
2: No, that was it, I swear. What do you want? Me to just share nothing about our lives with anyone?
5: Come on, Mark. There's a difference between intensely personal stuff and just everyday things we tell our friends about. It really hurts me that you don't even care enough about us to know the differences.
2: Oh, so I have a couple beers, tell one minor detail, and suddenly I don't care about us? It's
5: just like the simulation. Being my hero means putting us first in everything, not entertaining your friends with personal details.
2: That's not what it was about. Maybe I need to talk to someone sometimes.
5: Yeah, right, Mark. I'm sure that's what it was.
2: You know, Max has so much confusion going on, maybe I just wanted him not to feel so bad. For him to see, we all have issues. I mean, he even had a suggestion about my excitement list.
5: What? You shared the list with him, too? You are unbelievable, Mark. I can't even! Just get us home, and when we get there, grab a pillow and take it to the guest room.
2: Fine.
1: Welcome back, you two. It says a lot about both of your intentions that we are here for a second session. Let's begin where we ended last time. I'm very curious to see your excitement lists. Annie, why don't we start with you?
5: Okay, so my three things are ballroom dancing, joining a wine club, and a long trip together. Like, say, I don't know, Italy.
1: Thanks, Annie. Okay, can I ask you then How are those things exciting to you?
5: Well, I don't know if they are really exciting things, but we would be together and, like, connecting.
1: So maybe what is exciting to you is really just a need for more connection?
5: Yeah, I guess.
1: Excellent. So let's catalog that and tuck it away for later. You say weird stuff, Dave. Well, I'm glad to hear you're fully present and ready for growth today, Mark. Did you do your list? Yes, I did. Great. Great. So before you read it to us, can you find anything on it that jumps out that matches Annie's connection need that she may find exciting?
3: Yeah.
2: Well, as
1: a matter of fact, Dave, I actually have something on my list that's exactly the same as Annie's. Ooh. Well, that's great. What an excellent jumping off platform for soul reintegration.
2: Again, you're weird, Dave.
1: So we both have a trip to Italy on our list.
2: Boom. Take that. He shoots, he scores. Oh, that's wonderful.
1: Yeah. Talk about your lucky break. I am digging this therapy thing. And why Italy, Mark? What was it that sounded exciting to you about that? I don't know. Good food? Mariachis? That would be Mexico, Mark. Let's dive deeper. What was it?
2: Uh, I really don't know. I guess when Max said my list was lame and he threw that out, it just made sense to put it on there.
5: What? You even let Max add something to your list? I thought it was bad enough that you talked with him about it, but that's just so hurtful, Mark. You know,
2: I don't get it. I did the list, didn't I? What does it matter where I got the stuff from?
5: Oh, it matters because this is about us, nobody else.
2: It's still about us. Max just had a good idea, that's all. You want to chime in here, Dave?
5: This, this is what I mean. Standing up for us does not mean asking a friend for help on something so personal.
2: Dave, anything? No? Really? Really?
5: I don't know what to do. Dave?
1: You both have been doing it. Just communicating like that is your first step in recognizing your partner's needs and truly being willing to hear them. I think it's time for our second simulation. We are at such an open, emotional place, I really think the Southern Hospitality Ball simulation will be perfect.
5: Ooh, I already like the sound of this.
1: God help me. Now then, just like before, I'll engage the ocular filament probes Can you guys just slowly count to ten. Oh, and have fun.
3: Well, that was a fine day for a hunt, General. Mighty fine. Not nearly as fine as the Southern Bells we'll be seeing at the ball tonight.
2: Well, That's the truest thing you've said all day, Colonel. But I have my eye on one in particular again.
3: Let me guess. Sophia Miller, of the Kentucky Millers.
2: Yes. I have been transfixed by that angel ever since she accompanied her father to the Calvary charity auction last summer. She is all the right kind of everything. Wait a second here, Dave. Why do all
1: these characters sound kind of like us? You know, it was that way in the first story we did, too. Yes, Mark. I was with you on the first one, and I'm with you on this one, too. If I can be present and interact and travel through the reality with you, your tonal imprint, it greatly improves the results of the therapy. That's why you're hearing tonal similarities as the character you're playing as well as the others, except whoever Annie chooses to be, that is. Well, it seems crazy to me. What's next? You gonna come into our bedroom with us? Not till the third session. (laughs) Ha! Ha! Good one, Dave! Now... Let's reconnect before we unsuspend Annie's reality.
2: Now, if I can just convince her not to be afraid of loving a man of war, we will have more than just a few dances in our future.
3: You're a general in the Confederate Army with a new bookworm for president. She has nothing to worry about. Lincoln wouldn't hurt a fly.
2: Well, I'll tell you, she has no fascination whatsoever with the uniform. My usual charms had little effect last summer. It was like she was interviewing her suitors during the dance.
3: Well, she'd be mighty bored with a farmer. That's mostly what they grow up there in Kentucky, right?
2: Well, not lately. With talk of the Union forces' strong recruiting numbers, they will be growing infantrymen up there very soon. I'll see you tonight, Colonel. I've got to get some food in me. With time for it to digest before I try and snap those buttons.
3: Uh, Yes, sir. I understand, General. Thank you for the invitation. And just so you know, I'll be in full wingman mode tonight.
2: Signed those papers, gave her the trailer, took the ring off my hand Shaved my whiskers, bought a new t-shirt, called my single friend hey, what's up, Met him on Broadway, got there at 8, they showed up at 10 I was ready to party, get it all started, until I walked in The lights were too low, band was too loud, couldn't hear myself think Bar was too slammed, nowhere to stand, drank, nearly broke my bank I was back in the game, asking her name, and she's staring at her phone when did I get, when did I get too old to honky-tonk? Hey! All night rockin', Red Bull and vodka, just trying to stay awake Standing alone, wondering how long that good time has to take Wish I was back at the house, back on the couch, that'll waitin' here on last call When did I get, when did I get too old to honk, too old to honky-tonk? Too old to honky-tonk? Yeah, 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 on the bull just like a fool Dang near broke my neck Shout to 90's jam to the country band They never heard of it I'm newly single, trying to mingle Thinking about calling my ex Maybe she's just home alone tonight And wants to watch Netflix These lights are too low, band is too loud I can't hear myself think Bar's too slam, nowhere to stand Drink nearly broke my bank I'm back in the game asking her name She's staring at her phone when did i get when did i get too old to honky tonk hey! all night rocking red bull and vodka just trying to stay awake standing alone wondering how long this good time has to take wish i was back at the house back on the couch instead of waiting here on last call when did i get when did i get too old to honk too old to honk the lights are too low band is too loud can't hear myself thing Bars to slam, nowhere to stand Drink nearly broke my bang Wish I was back at the house, back on the couch That are waiting here on last call When did I get, when did I get Too old to honk, too old to honky-tonk Ladies and gentlemen Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? I'm General Hogden, and I just want to say a quick thank you to everyone for attending this year's Hospitality Ball. Like most years, this is just an excuse for us gentlemen to observe all the daughters of the South in their fine evening garb, disguised as an event to earn money for a good cause. But in all seriousness, The money earned this year will be put to excellent use in clothing and food for our fine young men in training down in Georgia this spring. Uh Now, if I might kick things off with the first dance, might I be the lucky man to have the hand of Miss Sophia Miller this evening. My, my, you are looking particularly fetching this evening. Although I will say the blue was an interesting choice. It could be almost mistaken for Union Allegiance.
4: Why, you men and your allegiances. My dress is only allegiance. is to my eye color tonight, General. Or are you too busy counting muskets to see my eyes?
2: Uh, uh, no, ma'am. Uh, I can see them perfectly, and they're looking right through me.
4: It seems Colonel Garrett is always determined to remain alone at these events. I see him over there, keeping his distance from any fine maiden as usual.
2: Uh, Yes, the Colonel was only on the hunt this morning, for Quail, that is, and he knocked plenty of them dead. Well,
4: it is sad, really. He is a handsome gentleman, and to never offer his affections to anyone.
2: No, a man might mistake that kind of comment for a transfer of your affections.
4: Oh no, General, I only mean to say he doesn't have the obstacles some have in landing a partner, nothing more. And as for my affections, they are always still being decided.
2: Ma'am, you are a conundrum, one that I do enjoy investigating.
4: Thank you, Colonel Gad. Always the gentleman and quite the hunter, I hear.
3: Well, ma'am, it's much too hot in here to not have your fan. And uh, the general, he just exaggerates his claims about my hunting.
4: Oh, does that also go for him saying hunting for love isn't a sport you're interested in?
3: <laughs> well, that all depends on the prey, ma'am.
4: Then I guess I'll just run away like a little assuming quail then and see what you do.
3: Uh, my apologies, ma'am. I-, I don't think the general would take too kindly to Friendly Fire, if you know what I mean.
4: See, this is what I'm talking about. He's always playing on it just as we get something going.
2: Warning.
3: connection. Oh, come on. That's ridiculous. I'm just being loyal and honorable. Like on a stage right? What do you want from me?
2: Warning.
4: I want you to pick us above it all. We actually had some romance going there for a minute.
2: And hey, what were you doing anyway, backstabbing the general like that? I'm not even sure I want to be with Sophia if she'd do that.
4: Oh come on, I'm not
2: betrothed in the story. Well, when you're a colonel in the military, loyalty's a top priority. You want to chime in and earn your money here, Dave? Please choose, kiss, and
1: make option now. Kiss and make up option now. Just makeup option here. So I feel that was very constructive. Oh, do you Dave?
5: Even I have to agree with Mark on this one. How is that constructive?
1: Well, you guys just agreed on something, so that's good. So, there is no homework this time. In fact, in my professional opinion, one more session next week is all we need to really bring the necessary healing to this love.
2: I agree, Dave. In fact, we could just call her right now. I'm feeling all kinds of healing.
5: Quit it, Mark. Okay, Dr. Sanders, we will see you next week.
2: Yeah, till then, General. Oh, you think Larry was acting weird when we checked in? You mean the country club pro who secretly got that thing with your wife?
6: No way, man. Bella's game has gotten so much better since her lessons. Like, when would they have time for that? Tell me this, man. How long was her last lesson? Well, actually, she skipped it and said Larry suggested they work on her, like, mental game. The club has a private yoga studio, she said. One of the perks, I guess. Dude, I'm so done. You are literally the poster boy for the cheated-on husband. No way, man. So, how was therapy last time?
2: Dude, not during my backswing. I think I finally found something in that last hole.
6: <laughs> yeah, the water. Well, therapy went well. But it was short. Uh-oh. Does that mean she's giving up? No, why would it mean that? Well, when women show indifference, that's when you need to worry. If they're still fighting with you, then you have a fighting chance, man. Oh, trust me, Annie is anything but indifferent. Well, good. I remember Bella even doing one-on-one sessions with our therapist, so I knew she was trying to work on herself and us. I'm not sure how learning to cook from your Sicilian therapist in her private time was working on herself. There you go again, man. Bella made me so many amazing recipes, she learned from
2: that guy. Man, she does that to cover up what she's really doing.
6: Four! Yeah, that would be way too obvious, man. Trust is the bedrock of all good marriages. And I have to, like, do my part to trust her again, like I promised I would. Yeah, and what does she do to make you feel better about trusting her? Dude, have you ever had Sicilian chicken and macaruna? Hey, hey, there's Larry. Hey, Larry! Beer's after our round! God, it's weird. It's, It's like he won't even make eye contact with me. Just go find your ball.
5: Wow, that sounds amazing, Bella. Well, you'll have to show me that recipe sometime. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, good, one more session. Yeah, kind of. Um, Well, did Max take it seriously when you guys went? Oh, really? Well, yeah, you're lucky. Sometimes I wonder if Mark just thinks the whole thing is a joke all the time. Oh, it's surreal. Yeah, and you really feel like you're there. The gown I had on at the ball was amazing. I spent a lot of the time just looking down at it during the session. Oh, listen, we totally understand. We will get back to couples bowling next month. So, uh, yeah, how are your new shelves? hmm Oh, I can understand that. Yeah, once you see how good they work, you'll look for other places to put more shelving. Mm. Well, that's great, he's so available. You must have caught a lull in his business. Hey, listen, Mark just got home, and I have to get the pizza out of the oven. Yes, it's got that Sicilian spice she told me about. He loves it. Okay, uh uh-huh. Okay, talk again soon. Max is so blind.
2: I know, right?
5: She had to cancel our brunch Saturday to work on her pudding. Seriously, who is Larry?
2: He's the country club pro. And yeah, it is what you think.
5: (laughs) Does Max know?
2: Max never wants to know. Oh man, is that the pizza I smell cooking?
5: Yeah, honey, I just wanted to say thank you for trying with the therapy and all. Before we go back for our last one, it means a lot to me that you've gone even if it hasn't been what you thought it would be. How was your golf game?
2: I shot a 112, so definitely getting better. And I only lost three balls this time.
5: Oh, that's great. How is Max?
2: He's good, just giving Bella the benefit of the doubt as usual. But he did shoot a 98, so he's the first to break 100, so maybe everything isn't so bad for him.
5: Oh, no, it is. I mean, trust me, Bella is an open book, even if she doesn't ever come out and say it.
2: Oh, yeah, man. I'm so glad this is the last one. What? Oh, yeah, things are great. She thanked me the other night with the pizza Bella makes. And she hasn't really been pressing at all. It's kind of like she's over it, too. What? No, that's not indifference. She was just saying thanks because I showed up. No, I'm not taking flowers to this thing. Come on, man. She's just going through the motions too with our last session. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, agree to disagree. Alright, man. I'll see you Saturday for paintball.
5: get this over with last day
2: uh, okay
1: well you two how exciting this is our last time together any thoughts before we begin
5: nope let's get this going
1: uh, okay annie um i just want to stop right here and say thanks dr sanders you've been a great help okay well let's get this started the most therapeutic story for your last session is the roman gladiator saga Ah, yeah. Now that's what I'm talking about. Annie, are you ready? Sure. Hang on a second, I'm sorry. Let me reboot. There appears to be a problem. Huh. I'm so sorry, you two. I'm afraid the system is experiencing a problem. I guess we are going to have to do the last session the old-fashioned way. Again, I'm so sorry about that but I really feel we made such headway in the first two sessions that we can get where we need to in this one, even without the simulations.
2: Dang it. I was actually looking forward to that one, Dave.
1: So, Mark, you seem to be in good spirits. Let's start with you. How was the week leading up to this last session? Can you tell me a few highlights? It was great. Annie fixed me a special dinner
2: and seemed to back off on the pressure about all this. So, I think it was an awesome week.
1: And Annie... How do you think the week went?
5: Yeah, it was fine.
1: I'm sensing a little shortness in your tone today, Annie. Am I misreading this?
5: No, and I appreciate you noticing.
1: Okay, so let's explore that. What are you feeling about this week? How can I be here for you?
5: I just want to get this over with and go home. It all seems kind of pointless.
1: That seems like a change in attitude towards all of this from the first two sessions. Would you like to elaborate? Not really. Well, I was thinking about you this week, Annie and I realized that as much as we uncovered some of the underlying emotional questions about the relationship between you and Mark, we didn't take much time to explore you as a person. I can tell you, you've been an intriguing client since the first day you walked in here.
5: What do you mean?
1: Well, you carried yourself like you had a lot on your shoulders, emotionally, and really had nobody helping you. I could see that from the first moment our eyes met.
5: Yes, Doctor, that's exactly how I felt.
1: It's like you were invisible.
5: Yes, exactly!
1: Well, maybe this is stepping out of line, Mark. But when I see a sweet woman with looks like Annie's, I think outside of my therapy role and think any man would be lucky to have a woman like her. No, that's not out of line, Doc. I agree. She's amazing. Tell me, Annie, before you were married, what were you like as a woman? For example, if you went out on the town with the girls, what would you have worn? And what was your drink of choice?
5: I usually went with the classic tight black dress and usually a Manhattan.
1: And was your hair long and brown? down to the center of your back? Just as beautiful as it is now?
5: (laughs) Yes, I've always had my hair long like this. I didn't think anybody even cared about that anymore.
1: Oh, I definitely noticed. The moment you walked in here, I realized we were only going to make it three sessions.
5: Why? What do you mean?
1: I knew I couldn't be around you longer than that. Annie, this is the first time I've ever stepped a toe across the professional line, but I just can't help it. You are mesmerizing and I wanted to tell you this in front of Mark so everything was out in the open and honest. Wait wait a minute, Dave. What are you trying to do here? Is this some warped form of therapy or something? No Mark, listen. We are all adults here. Life is too short to dance around things. I could do ten sessions and keep taking your money, but I'd rather explore possibly finding something that comes around once in a lifetime. I know it sounds strange and a little upfront, Annie, but do you really want to keep working on love? or see if it can be easy and magical. I'm in relationship therapy and I know the difference. We have a pool between us, it's magnetic.
5: I don't know what to say.
1: You don't have to say anything except tell me all about you outside of this office. I see you, I've seen you this whole time. Mark, I'm sorry but a man has to seize his moment. I mean no disrespect. So Annie, is there a chance?
5: Um, I have been unhappy for a
1: while. Let me buy you a Manhattan Annie, and let me be the man who sees you in that dress, or out of it. That's it, Dave.
2: Nobody, I mean nobody tries to steal the love of my life out from under me. If you think it's that easy after the life we've built together, you better think again, you quack. I love this woman more than anything in the world. It would take a 100 gladiators to rip her away from me. You understand, Dave? Do you understand, Dave? You don't see my wife. You don't see the amazing woman that put herself through design school. You don't see the woman who hosts our Christmases every year for any of our friends who don't have family in town. You don't see the woman I see when I wake up before her in the morning and bring my coffee back to bed just so I can watch her look so beautiful while she sleeps. So how about I show you my uppercut, Dave? How would you like to see that? How about it, Dave? Would a busted lip shut you up? Oh my gosh, Mark,
5: please, don't hurt him. This is insane. Please, put him
2: down. I am her hero. I want to be whatever she needs, even if it takes a little prison time to prove it, you two-faced hypocritical hack.
5: Oh, Mark, that's all I ever wanted to hear. God, I love you. Please put him down. Come on, I love you. I could, I could never betray you. I love our life together. I love
2: you, Annie. I'm sorry. I never meant to take you for granted. I would fight to the ends of the earth for you. You want a cowboy or a general or a gladiator, you got it. I'm not losing you. Simply mutually choose the kiss
1: and make up from the mental menu to end.
5: Wait, prosperity. what's going on?
1: Yeah,
2: what the...
1: Are we? That's right. This has all been the last simulation.
2: But the system, it, it wasn't working.
1: It's working just fine. So what's it gonna be, you two? Annie, I promise. I'll never forget again.
5: You are my hero, forever.
1: So you two, how do you feel? That was tricky, Dave. But thank you. Well, you came through, Mark. I had faith that you would.
5: Thank you so much, Dr. Sanders. That was amazing.
1: Well, it's not hard to save love when it's true. You two did great. I wish you a lifetime of continued happiness. And before you go, I have a surprise for you. Max, Bella.
6: What? Are you, you guys? Hey guys! So exciting!
2: You mean you guys were in on this the whole time?
6: Of course! Don't you remember Bella texted Annie the link to begin with? This therapy is incredible. It totally saved our marriage.
2: So, all that talk on the golf course and at the bar?
6: Everything was a. Yep, an SEI, subconscious emotional implant, bro. Bella and I are doing great. We just had that one hiccup, and we've been amazing ever since. Wow.
2: You two. You're so sneaky. You guys are great actors. I sure believed every second of it.
1: Bella, so great to see you again. One-on-one next Tuesday still? Ah, see?
6: She's always working on us. So, what do you guys think? Bowling and pizza at our place? Is it that Sicilian recipe? (laughs) You know it.
0: This has been the Podplay Kiss and Break Up, written by Corey Batten. If you've enjoyed the new and original music you've heard in this Podplay, you can stream or download these songs anywhere, anytime, from wherever you get your music. Or simply visit podplays.com for the songs. More Podplays, containing more original music and entertaining bonus content. Search for the free PodPlays app in the App Store now. Hey, I just wanted to take a quick second and tell you that if you want to be a fly on the wall in conversations you probably wouldn't be able to listen to otherwise, you really need to subscribe to The Marty Ray Project chats podcast marty ray and chris wallen chat with some of the most interesting people in entertainment from Burt kreischer and vanilla to phase on love ddp dina carter herb dean they chat with some really interesting people this show is like potato chips i guarantee you, you can't just listen to one subscribe download rate and review the marty ray project chats wherever podcasts are heard great stories epic
1: songs Podplays. If you enjoy the new and original music you discover in Podplays, be sure to stream or download these songs anywhere you currently get your music. Simply search the artist name Podplays, and please remember to like, follow and share with all your friends.